1029 The Hog presents another Bob and Brian podcast. Bob and Brian On Demand is brought to you by Marcus Theaters. Imagine a whole theater for you and 20 guests. Book your private cinema at Marcus Cinemas now for only $99. MarcusTheaters.com slash private cinema. little theme music? Ladies and gentlemen, do we have Tom Brokaw? <laughs> Lester Holt? Brian, oh, Vince Petrano from TMJ4 News. Good morning, Vince. How are you? Uh, no, it is uh, Tom Brokaw here. Oh, you're doing, you're doing impersonations. <laughs> I, I are you allowed to do that? <laughs> you know, like send probably, a memo probably down not. From... This, Brian, this might be over before it started. I might have just ruined it. I'm sorry. It's been like probably a decade since I've been on the show. Go ahead. Memo. Go ahead. I want to hear your Tom Brokaw. Let's do a little bit more of it, Vinny. Vince Petrano, everybody. Uh, Tom Brokaw here tonight on NBC Nightly News. The coronavirus, the pandemic escalating. And that's all I got. I can, I, I can, I, I know what's going to happen. You're going to hang up the phone and you're going to get buzzed by your, your news director. And they're going to go, were you doing Tom Brokaw on the radio? Were you doing Tom yeah, Brokaw right. on the radio, I mean, Vince? Not, a, not the look we were going for. I mean, we, you know, we told you it was okay. You know, it's for the Mac fund and all. Right. Yeah, I'll, I'll have that doc. Uh, for the record, Vinny is still working. You've got a uh, noon a noon uh, cast to do yet, right? That'll be TMJ Four News at noon. Yeah, I'll anchor that uh, today. So I'm I'm in the meat of my of my time. Well, thanks for taking time out in the middle of your day. Then. Did you ask somebody to pick up the slack for you a little bit? Like, hey, I need about uh, ten or fifteen minutes over here on the phone. Can you get this done for me? What's what would you normally be doing at this time? Right. They, I had to make sure that this critical 10 minutes was covered where I normally would be scrutinizing every word that's uh, currently being <laughs> put out. Well, I, you know, I help write and I, I do some other things for noon. I set up story. You know, we're trying to get out of the building a little bit more and shoot some more stories. And so I use this time for prep. So uh, we're, we're built in here. And I, I, I assure you, I, I am yours for this time period. You are um, unfettered. You um, uh, are a big uh, summertime guy, more than wintertime guy, right? Yeah, I don't do winter sports. I appreciate them. I mean, I grew up here, so I, I love that about Wisconsin, but, like, for other people. So if I can't golf, that's cool. It might as well snow because at least it's productive. But, no, I have no interest in winter. But when it is warm outside, you take great pride in your yard. You were the one who introduced me, Bob, to the term lawn porn. And uh, I, <laughs> I'll take as many pictures as I can get. It's fantastic. You, uh, uh, I don't know. Do you have flowers besides grass? I don't much, Brian. I don't much branch out into that area. Okay, uh, I, I, it, it doesn't interest me as much. So I'm not even necessarily overall landscape. I'm primarily just the turf. Tur- just the green, green grass of home. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I mean, I'll, you know, I got a I got a good mulch day every year. You know, when you get three yards or whatever it is dumped in the driveway, and that's that's a big day. Mm-hmm. Uh, I want it to look nice. I just don't mm-hmm. know anything about flowers. But okay. you, but you wondered. But you definitely know about grass, and your grass is second to none. It takes a backseat to no other yard. I've seen it. I've seen your yard. It looks. I I got to be honest with you. That means a lot to me, <laughs> which is really stupid. But uh, no, I. And the thing is, people think I'm competitive. Like you think you got to have the best lawn in the neighborhood. I really don't. I want everybody to have a good lawn. Like I know it's my obsession. So like, well, it must bother you if the neighbor doesn't have a good lawn. I mean, as long as he's taking care of his dandelions, we don't have a problem. It's it's me, not it's me. It's not you. I agree. I don't like looking across the street and seeing dandelions because that's just like a guy 
who's uh, he's not wearing a mask. He's oh, spreading the virus. He's just blowing it all over the place. Right. We- well, and I'll get a few stragglers. You know, like mm-hmm. I'm to the point with with my uh, fertilizing and, and and such that the lawn is good enough that I really don't have to do like the weed killer anymore. Yeah. I just rip them out by hand because really? I get a few here and there. Um, but every time I get a dandelion that pops up, I kind of look at that dandelion and I say, "Does this look? Does this look like a place where you'll be welcome?" <laughs> there are plenty. There's so many, like right, just a wait, few paces down. Wait right. a second. Is this over there? Is this a conversation you have in your head, or does it actually? Do you look at the dandelion and say the words to it? No, I, I talk to it. Do well, you? Does this look like a place where you would be welcome? <laughs> if you just went next door a few doors down, you could probably live and thrive there. But now I'm going to have to rip you out. Tell your friends. How much time do you actually spend fertilizing, grooming your yard? I don't think it's it's exorbitant. I wouldn't say it is. I mean, I, I mow twice a week at least. Uh, you know, if I got to put a show mow on it, you know, if we're going to have people by, mm-hmm. then that's a double cut. Oh, I like um, that term, a show to, mow. Yeah, the show mow. <laughs> sometimes, sometimes you're just trying to cut it down. But uh, right. if you're going to if you're going to have people by, then then you got to put a show mow on it. That's usually a double cut. Do you bag your clippings? Only if there's going to be outdoor activity in the yard. So if mm-hmm. we're throwing bean bags or something like that, then I will just because people don't like to drag the clippings around. But it's best for the lawn to leave it, and I got a pretty solid mulcher, so mm-hmm. I'm in good shape. Okay, uh, you know what, Vince? And this is going to be lost on some some people, maybe a lot of people. You should hand out the Harry Gill Lawn Award in your neighborhood. Do you remember I'm who? Not from- Harry, no. Gill, Harry Gill was the longtime groundskeeper at County Stadium. Harry, oh man, that's bef- that's before my time. Yeah. I'm I'm like two, three guys yeah. since. Yeah, you go back to the you go back to the to the newsroom, and you mention the name Harry Gill. Hank Stoddard's ears are going to perk up. <laughs> you, know, you know, Hank's not over here anymore, right? Yeah, Hank is still there. Someone help him. <laughs> I'll go ask ask Kevin Hunt about him. (laughs) Right. Kevin's out in the Phoenix area now, I believe, right? Greater Phoenix, yeah. Hey, I saw uh, not too long ago, because we're doing the Mac Fund thing today and tomorrow. That's why we're still here, raising money for the Mac Fund, all those things. And you have graciously joined us this morning. Thank you very much, Vince. Um, uh, You've been doing your stuff over the last couple of weeks out of the ski hills. You're kind of a... Oh, for Special Olympics. Yeah, you're you're a big deal with Special Olympics. Chairman of the board of directors. How the hell would that happen? Well, you'll have to explain. Yeah, you'll have to tell us. Right. <laughs> Are you on? No, other... I've been involved in Special Olympics for many years. I started out as a volunteer. My wife's uncle Roger, uh, who passed away in the last year, uh, has Down syndrome or had Down syndrome, and was a Special Olympics athlete literally for decades. That's my connection to it, but it's really not how I got that involved. It was just one of those things that Special Olympics would ask people from the station, you know, to to come out for a little bit for a ser- opening ceremony and, and do stuff like that. And it just became the one thing that I never said no to because the the athletes and their families, it mattered a lot. To, you guys do a lot of stuff, right? You do your galas and your other stuff. And there's a certain number of things that you go to, and they're glad you're there, but you kind of look around and say, this thing could could exist quite well without me. I, you know, I'm just here. Special Olympics <laughs> yeah. never felt that way. It felt like it really mattered to them that I was there. So I just got more and more involved. They asked me to join the board uh, almost 10 years ago, and then I became – I'm actually at at the end of my chairmanship, which ends in spring. It's a two-year commitment. Oh, boy. Now who do you hand that off to? Or or do you hang you on to it? You get to pick? Yeah. 
It's largely, I mean, everything has to be approved by the full board, but uh, I brought in uh, a buddy of mine, to be honest with you, he's uh, chief financial officer at Children's Wisconsin. I knew that if I was going to do this, since I can't even do math, I was going to probably have to have a pretty good financial mind, a guy who I totally trusted as my number two. So he will he is my successor, hand-picked successor, uh, and he'll take over in April. You're like a despotic dictator, Vinny. I'll yeah, choose my replacement successor. No, you did the right thing getting a, a money guy. Those board things are always about budget. Well, and it's like anything too. You know, I'm I was involved because I like being around the athletes. I love the mission um, and, and that. And we have our communications abilities, okay, but that doesn't mean I know how to run a company. I mean, we're a multi-million dollar agency. We have a, a staff. And, and did you run the meetings? Futures. Did you have to run yeah, the meetings? Yeah, I run the meeting. Yeah. Do you run well, them? Robert's, Robert's Rules of Order and yeah, such. Yeah, all that, yep. All in favor. So you're not, complete, yeah, I, yeah. you're not completely lost in this leadership role that you that you have right now. And let's not downplay that too much. There's a lot of responsibility that goes along with that. It's, uh, you know, the, like, the, right, the running the meeting part, that's no problem. It's all the stuff that exists outside that because when you're chair, everything runs through you. Hey, wanted to loop you in on this. Wanted to make sure you're in the loop. Sometimes I want to be out of the loop. And you still have to look like you know what you're doing. Which is... Of course, right. I, but there, you know, to, to give you a serious point, there, I mean, there are two kinds of leaders. There are ones who really know everything and can do everything. And there are others who surround themselves with super smart people that they trust. I'm the latter. <laughs> the best way to go. But you have this going for you. You can keep a calm demeanor because you're in front of a camera and you know how, okay, all right, that's not what I wanted, you know, that sort of thing. So you can at least look the part, can't you? It's useful. Yeah. yeah. Um, and and then for, these, for the stuff I need, again, I just I put myself, I put smart people around me. I have no desire or ambition to be the smartest person in the room. I think that's how you have to be, just... Hopefully you've got other people that are coming from different areas with their expertise and it lends itself well to the mission. The most important thing, you know, being a nonprofit, it's just it always has to be about the mission. And and same thing with the MAC Fund. You know, we do so much stuff with the MAC Fund here. Great organization. It's probably why they let me come on the show. Uh, no, no. You, you've been around this show for a long time, Vinny. It's just that you were busy doing your morning thing over there at uh, TMJ4 News. Listen, you call any time. Do you know? Well, you know this from from kids, like what they think is cool. My kids have never known anything other than I've been on TV. So, of the things that I do, that's like the least cool thing. What's really <laughs> impressed them today is that I'm on this show here, right yeah, now. Yeah, really. <laughs> you know, Vinny. I'm, uh, you might uh, you might need to get those kids out of the area and do some re-education. <laughs> <camp. laughs> I've schooled them in all the classics. You guys know I'm a big fan. I have all of the, you know, the. Best of CDs that oh, yeah. go back decades. And my, my favorite thing that my son Max says all the time, and he really gets a kick out of this, and after virtually every bit, Dad, you, you can't make that joke anymore, right? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> yeah, interview's yeah, about can over you, now, can I you think. So, with this pandemic on and everything, have you and the family done any, uh, and you don't have to answer if you don't want, because I don't want you to be shamed for traveling, are you making any plans for the summer as the pandemic seems to be calming down a bit with vaccines and all that? Because they're not moving us broadcast people to the front of any lines for inoculation. I thought about that, too. They've talked about, quote-unquote, journalists being in the next thing. I don't know. I think that's a bad look for me personally. I'll wait my turn for my age group. Um, because I don't know that uh, I'm any more vulnerable than anybody else. 
I, you know, everybody's comfort level is different. You said it. So if you, you know, I was out on a story the other day and I was in a mask because I was inside the, the public museum, right? And that's the rules that they have for the museum. And I'm in a professional capacity. So I wear my mask and I get ripped for it on social media. But if you took the mask off, you'd get ripped for that. So you can't make anybody happy. Um, familial summer plans. I mean, uh, I think we're going to be as out there as we're comfortable being vaccine or not. I think all the things that we've been to kind of started to dabble with uh, going back to restaurants and such. And eat alma mater, Wauwatosa East is uh, in the state champion for basketball. Wait a minute. Repeat that again. We, we had a little glitch there in the phone line. Go ahead. Your alma mater. Oh, sweet alma mater, Wauwatosa East is in the uh, state championship. Well, semifinals on Saturday. It'll be two games Saturday if they win. So if they win Saturday afternoon, I will I will attend that in Oshkosh if I can get tickets. Oh, well, good. Good for you. Tickets? Flash your media credentials, fool. You're on... You're oh. on uh, I'm on TV. Uh, I think I get to come in. No? Kind of a big deal. Yeah, right. right. The Anchorman action. Right, exactly. <laughs> Bring a notepad with you and a... <laughs> Take out your phone and shoot some video. Yeah, yeah. yeah. A ca- uh, uh, fedora with a with a thing that says press. press. In it. Yeah. There well, that go. would that would be old school. I don't know that anybody's going to know what that means anymore. I'm here to report on the boys. Right. We've all we've all seen old movies. People still know. Yeah. Exactly. You should do it. All right. Well, I'm sure that you have to uh, get back to your uh, to your work at this point. There's uh, there's some things you have to get done. I'm sure they want you to have a very snappy and well put together. Uh, Are you covering this caviar story. Wait, go on. Yeah. Yeah, you were talking about the, the sturgeon caviar. <laughs> yeah, there's a story in the newspaper this morning. Is people have been uh, charged with uh, exploiting caviar, exploiting it, exploiting what? sturgeon in uh, in Lake Winnebago. And it even like uh, trickles into some. Let's see. Uh, the complaints also named several current and retired Wisconsin Department of Natural Resources officials that are. How do you uh, exploit well, they a would know where it on is. the uh, caviar? The sturgeon exploitation. Have you ever? Uh, have you guys ever been out uh, on Winnebago for sturgeon spearing? No. no, no, I've never, never been on the lake. No. My my first mar. I, I worked first in Green Bay, and they sent me down there. You know, I'm a city kid, so okay. <laughs> I'm like. We're going to do what? And this guy's like, here, hop in the pickup truck. I'm like, you're going to drive that on the lake? Are you nuts? <laughs> <laughs> they're like, get in. <laughs> and? Out there in the shanty, you know, they take you out there, and somebody's got one, right? And it's this dinosaur that's, like, half dead. It's got spear marks in its throat. <laughs> and they just kind of left it. They didn't even beat it to death. <laughs> well, Where am I? Yeah, well, apparently that's happening too much. Yeah. Uh you... Sturgeons are like they say they're prehistoric. They go back to the time of the dinosaurs. They haven't changed. Yeah, they're much. nasty. Yeah, <laughs> they get to like eighteen feet long and hundreds and hundreds of pounds. I didn't know they got that big until just a couple of days ago. Eighteen feet long—that could eat you, Vince. That's a big fish. No, you go like you know some of the bars and stuff were sort of entry points, you know, for going out on the lake, and they right. have them like strung up. <laughs> like, geez, man, this is. Uh, I don't know what I'm looking at here. And if a female sturgeon gets that big, isn't the egg harvest like a dump truck full of caviar? <laughs> you would think. I would think. Hey, speaking of caviar, Vince, do you, over there at uh, over there at TMJ4, have uh, you guys ever just have caviar on the set? Because uh, we had caviar this morning. Five five bucks a jar. <laughs> Black lump fish. <laughs> 
Is that the good stuff or no? I don't know, <laughs> no, I don't know much about yeah. caviar. Well, <laughs> uh, in order to be real caviar, it has to come from a sturgeon. Yeah. So is yeah. that a, is that a yes or a no? So that's that's a no on that one. Okay. Um, yeah, we have not had caviar delivered to the set. Okay. Very good. Um, Mindy was complaining about the chair in here. Uh, one more thing before we let you go. She was comparing, uh, complaining about the chair in here, saying it's so uncomfortable. I don't know how you sit in it, but she stands for the whole show. I do. Um, are you standing all morning or are you sitting? I prefer to. Yeah. Yeah, I prefer to from a presentation standpoint. Um, I like You were asking what was the advantage to that. I don't know if Mindy would concur, but it's, it's supposed to, you know, kind of like open up your, your diaphragm area so it's a little bit more active. Mm-hmm. For, well, for you're a professional, see. That's the difference. <laughs> what? I'm in trouble. <laughs> Would be Look cool. how good that sounds. <laughs> yeah. He was sitting when he did yeah, that. Uh-huh. Yeah. Unbelievable. He was sitting when he did that. And so. here's the news. <laughs> 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 All right, Vinny. Well, we got to run. We appreciate the time this morning. Uh, it was a real pleasure. Thanks a lot, guys. Thanks, and Thanks. good luck with the Max Fun. Thank, Thank you, you very much. Vince Petrano from uh, today's, or no, forget the today, just TMJ4.